What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Okay, we are recording live, according to TalkShoe. <laughs> recording live. I'm glad we're not recording dead. That's all I can tell you. Shit, we're in trouble, man. Of course, of course, you know, we say recording live, but really, you know, we're not really here anyway, so. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, all right, so let's get settled in the temple for this uh, fourth class of Michael's Minions devoted to um, space, personal and space clearing. So, take a few deep breaths. In through the nose, out through the mouth, just get all that good oxygen filled with light. Almighty and Most High, Father, Mother, God, angels, archangels, ascended masters, beloved Jesus, Mother Mary, Holy Spirit, higher self, beloved guardians and guides of Vicki and myself, beloved, most high, holy and loving seraphim angels, we call upon your presence now in the Heartlight Temple, in this holy space, sanctified by your light and your presence. We thank you and welcome you. Surrounding us and enfolding us with your light, your love, your healing energies, your wisdom and guidance, and surrounding us with your protective energies, your clearing. We thank you for your full support in our endeavors today during this class. Helping me teach Vicki and helping Vicki to learn all that is necessary for her this day in service to her highest good and the goals of the class this day. Beloved Archangel Michael, I call upon you now in your band of mercy angels and ask you to surround this space above and below, including the physical domains in which Vicki and I each exist, included in the heart-like temple. Surround these spaces above and below, Michael. Shield, defend, and protect us and these domains from all that is not in service to the light, all that is not in service to our highest good, all that is not of the light, and all that is not in support 
of the goals and needs of Vicki and myself for the session and this class. Please clear, Michael, all of these things from within your circle of protection in this temple now and from us. Beloved Archangel Michael, please cut from us and cauterize all cords of attachment of any kind, psychic, mental, spiritual, energetic, as well as all past life and generational ancestral connections. Okay, are you noticing anything right now? No, I've got to be honest. Okay. But don't forget, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) But I do feel like the storm is something other than a storm, if you know what I mean. There's something very weird going on outside. Why is there resistance? Okay, so let's we'll get into that later. We're gonna save that for later on. Resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> and so they would have us believe. <laughs> Beloved Archangel Michael, please clear from this space, this holy this holy temple, all that is not of the light or in service to it, and from us who are in, and from everything within the domain of this temple right now. actually think there's someone at the right hand side of me but I don't know whether they're good or bad I think they're loitering but they're good isn't it really Beloved Michael please clear all courts of attachment from us and all negative and, and toxic energies from these attachments and from us Thank you, beloved Michael. Please keep your presence here, and I ask you now to place your own personal shield around each one of us. Shield, defend, and protect us throughout this class and throughout the remainder of our day. So be it, and so it is. Thank you, Michael. I don't know. I don't know if I'm right, but um, I don't know if it was Michael. Just as you were coming to the end of that, wrapping it up, I saw somebody walk through the door. Mm-hmm. Very slowly, looking right at me, with her head turned right at me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was Michael. No, it wasn't Michael. Mm, didn't feel very angelic. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's part of what we're going to work on. I, you notice I didn't do as extensive a clearing as I normally do. Yeah. And that's because we're going to work on that during the class. Okay. So that you get um, the full experience of that. And you get to you get the you know the feeling of what's going on when you're doing the clearing a little bit more than you may normally get um, some awarenesses that you might not normally get um, simply because you are just asking Michael to do it and expecting that it's done and that's it and just saying okay I asked Michael to take care of it it's done I'm going off about my day. And that's what most of us do. But <clears throat> what you're going to learn today, and I know that you have some um, experience of and knowledge of, is that that's not always all there is. Uh, there are there are reasons for things to not be cleared. Just because you have said, Michael, take care of it, doesn't mean it's done. So uh, at least the way you expect it to be done and and reasons for that. So... All right, so one of the things we're going to, the first thing we're going to move into is our personal and space clearing. Now, when we have upheaval in our lives or upheaval in, you know, of any kind, um, we have to have a firm foundation. And that foundation has to do with our spiritual practices, which we've been working on the last three weeks. (laughs) and especially, you know, all of the clearing and protection or the, at least the protective practices and shielding and things that you've been working with. And so, you know, and it's not even when it's upheaval. We just need to have that firm foundation so that when upheaval or anything else comes, that we're not just sort of like tossed on, tossed around like, you know, plastic bottles in the tide. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or corks on the waves or whatever you want to call it. And when we are doing this kind of regular ritual of protection, um, it, it allows us then to sort of, um, it provides us that barrier or that, that ability to ride above those waves, you know, to be like on that surfboard of protection and clearing. It enables us to ride it, ride it, and not be sucked down into it. I must admit, I've had a shit week this week, and um, I had a massive argument with my mum, which is unusual for me on Saturday, and I literally, I got into a bit of a rage. I've never, ever acted um, so aggressively. All right, and what was at the root of it? I felt that my mum, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a long-winded one, but I can explain it in short terms. No, I don't care about the circumstances. I'm talking about what was really the root cause of causing that, that to come up. I felt like she lied to me. No, that's not what I'm saying. What was down at the root? Did you take the time to look deep into you and things around you to say, okay, what was that really all about? I did think, fucking hell, because Matt looked at me and he didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I think he was a bit shocked and I was a bit shocked. 
um, I didn't really because I got into a bit of a funk for the rest of the night. It ruined my night. Me and Matt had an argument. Woke up with like an argument hangover on Sunday. Mum mm. didn't ring me. We haven't sorted it out. Yeah. I was I was awful. It was awful, but you know, I don't, I don't, right. I don't really know what that was trying to. Because I couldn't, I couldn't get a word in edgeways to try and ask her why she, why she'd acted the way she'd acted. Mm-hmm. Shut me down. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, um, you know, had the same course. This was being brought up to you. There is a source of this energy around you. Because yeah. this is not the first time in the last three weeks that this has happened to you, right? I don't know. Not like that. Not with you're saying. It feels like it's worse to you because it's with your mom. But you have had this anger and this rage in other circumstances. You've been carrying it with you. I think had. There's one thing that my mum's always said to us when we were growing up, and and I must admit, I don't know whether it's just because I believe it or because it's not, I know it to be true, but she said to me, Vicky, I didn't let my anger go because I don't know what I'm capable of, and that's exactly how I feel. I've never properly lost it, and I feel if I did lose it, I'd be dangerous. That's how I feel. Well, and, you know, part of our spiritual path, um, there is a place for that. Because, and this is not necessarily, this is not what I, what I sense is your situation. Um, but when we are on a spiritual path and we get down deep, there are a number of times on that path when we come into opening up this deep rage that, that we carry. Um, and most of the time when we do this, it's a rage at God, you know, because we're blaming God for everything. Uh, but, you know, having this release, um, you know, was part of something else that's that's going on. Mm. Because this is not you. You're centering on the fact that it was your mom and there's something going on with you and, you know, your mom did this and you did that. This is not what's causing it. Mm. This was the external manifestation that was brought into play by something else. Okay. So you were basically not in control. That's scary. All right. And so we're we're going to get down to the bottom of this today. I rang my mum anyway on Sunday, like yesterday, after she said she'd call me and she never did. And yeah, well, good. I just rang her and I didn't speak to her. I spoke to the answer phone, Chris, but she didn't pick up. Mm-hmm. Just said, look, I'm really sorry for the way I behaved on the phone yesterday, mum. I was just a bit hurt, but I do love you. Yeah. And if you want to speak to me, I'm free on Tuesday afternoon. So I knock off tomorrow morning. Yeah, I just hope she's listened to that and and really picks up on it. Because you know what, it wasn't really it wasn't really a cloak and dagger affair, but you know she was fifteen twenty minutes from my house. I haven't seen her in three months, and she'd come back from the Isle of Wight on holiday, 
gone via Avebury, which is nine mile away, and for the previous two hours before she called me, she'd been there and didn't let me know. And then her private and secret conversation that she'd accidentally left her phone on record and sent me answer message to, she said, oh, I think he's going to go bloody mad when she knows how close we are. And she only got in touch with me because they spotted us driving through Avebury in the car. And, and I said to my mum, if you've nothing to hide, why are you telling me you feel guilty then? Why, why would you come out with that? Because she, she doesn't give me enough credit that I would have gone and met her, not coming there her afternoon. I wasn't prepared to steam in on her fun. I just, because I was cleaning the house all day, I said, you know, I, but she wouldn't even let me explain that to her. She just got me off the phone. Yeah. I, I, well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like I said, this is, this is just something in you looking for a reason to be ticked off. I can't understand it because everything's going fine, but I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to get down to the bottom of that today. Okay. All right. Okay. So, again, we need to have this firm foundation, and we need to be looking beyond and beneath the ego-driven stuff. And the only way that we can do that is to be connected to this firm foundation. Okay. And, you know, it's not to say that, and I'm not telling you to beat yourself up if you fall off the wagon, so to speak, and wind up not doing your clearings and shieldings for a day or two, or you're not as, you know, um, persistent about it. I'll tell you something, I've got Matt on board. Oh, good. Do you know the prayer on the bottom of the second session? Uh-huh. I, um... I took a snapshot of it on my phone and I sent it to him over Messenger and he's now got it's a photo on his phone. He reads it every morning and every night. And I find that, I find that lovely because he's doing that in, in support of himself and in support of me. Mm-hmm. I said to him, there's no point me clearing that because whatever shit you've got loaded onto you, it's attaching straight to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel, I feel he's just reading it, he's not feeling it. And sometimes... I mean, I'm not really reading that unless I've deliberately felt I need to put that extra bolt on the door because I've already got my own prayers going on in my head. Mm-hmm. But I do, I have snatched a few words from that. I just need to get to learn it again. It's a bit like the guardianship circle prayer. I, yeah. I, need, I need that written down so I can get get used to it and get to learn it. Yeah, well, that, that'll come, you know, but most of the time, and, and I will tell you this, um, it's one thing we can say prayers in our head, you know, in, in certain circumstances, but when we're doing our protections, especially our daily routine, make sure you're saying them out loud. Oh yeah. Sometimes the same in my head. Yeah. Say them out loud because they have more energy than when they get out loud. And I'll tell you something else. I have found that there are, um, there are certain entities that will um, block, actually, our communication. So that saying them in our head goes nowhere but our heads. Yeah. He's stating it, isn't it? Yeah, he's stating it, but that can't be denied. Right, right. So that's, that's the big reason. You know, plus it puts more energy into it because you have that sound vibration. Yeah. You know, and the vocal intent going on with it. And, and it... And, also, 
you notice it's more likely that if there's anything interfering with you mentally that you're going to notice it when you're saying this stuff out loud more than you will when you're saying it in your head. Yeah, because I get it mixed up and that round my tongue. Yeah. 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 You know, there are times when I'll find myself in the middle like of the Lord's Prayer or something and go off on this thinking tangent when I've only got the Lord's Prayer about half done. Yeah, I do that. I do that a lot. And, I, and I'll be like, wait a minute, you know, because something is just redirecting me, doesn't want me to finish. So I have to force myself back to it and stay conscious of it and go through it. So those are things for you to be aware of. Mm. All right? <laughs> to be constantly aware that what's going on at the surface is not what's really going on. It's what's going on beneath the surface that's really going on. What happens that we see in the physical world is just the effect. It's not the cause. Oh, I just had some bastards stick their head around the door. Fuck off. <laughs> it really pisses me off. It's like, oh, stick her head around the door. She won't see us. Fucking did. <laughs> you know, it's usual because this time I've had the door open and usually I shut the door off deliberately. Uh-huh. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, um, you know, when you don't have that foundation, it also makes it easier for you to set adrift when shit happens. Yeah. For me, you know, um, when everything went to, to hell in a handbasket, you know, I had, I had, I was shown during the process that I had made my marriage and my job and my home, um, the foundations I had built my life and worked on, you know? That was who I was. Yeah. And so when my marriage went south and I lost my home and I had issues with the kids because of the marriage, you know, and all of this, you know, all my friendships and my associations with, you know, clubs and all of that, you know, went south and eventually my job went south. I had a huge issue. I got in such a deep depression because I didn't know who I was anymore. My whole identity was done. Toast. And so I had to rebuild that. If I had had, I mean, luckily I had, you know, at least a connection to God and everything. So I could see from a certain standpoint, you know, what was going on, that all of this was being laid waste so something new could be built. But, at the same time, I was in a really deep depression and funk. I was no good to the kids at all. It was more like they were taking care of me, and which was not right. And so, you know, but at the same time, that's what they signed up for. So I have to keep reminding myself of that on occasion. Yeah. So had I had and maintained a firmer foundation with God, if I'd had the protections in place, if I'd felt supported through that connection because I had nurtured it, I would have been a lot better off. I would have moved through things more smoothly. I would have had a better feeling for what I needed to do or what I needed to let go of and that it was okay to let go of it. All of those things come from that foundation. And, you know, at this time, you can see in the world around us 
that this kind this is being done on a on a massive scale. People are going through all of these upheavals and being shaken up. And one of the things that they're going to find as all of this upheaval comes, and you'll notice it, like people that have been um, through natural disasters and lost everything, or they're going through severe illnesses, maybe terminal illnesses, this is when they realize that none of the other stuff is important. And they start searching within themselves. They become closer to spirit when these things happen. Because they have to go in, because they have to start asking why, what's going on, why did this happen? Now, of course, there are some who will, you know, say, well, why did God make this happen? I hate God, um, which is a, it was a total two-year-old response. But our religion teaches us at that level of, of emotional education. Our religions teach us that God is supposed to take care of us like some big benevolent father that if we do good we'll be okay that's so the medicines don't taste nice but they get us right (laughs) well yeah and you know what that's not what god is god is not sitting up on a chair in some vision of heaven that we have meeting out justice god is just observing god is the power and the creative energy behind everything and it is us that does it all it's us and so you know that once we get to that place it's not saying we are god there are a lot of say we are god you know god is a collective energy and spirit and it's what we need to tap that's what we have to be tapped into because it's who we are. It's that creative energy that that created us. We can call it the field or the divine matrix or whatever you want to call it. That's what we're made of and that's what we're all connected by and to. So that's what these spiritual practices and these clearings and protections enable us to do is to connect with that divine energy and creative spirit and everything that comes with it. And once connected to be clearer in who we are, as individual parts and rays of of divine life, as individual parts of God. I've just had a memory from years and years ago. I'm sorry to cut cut in, but it's pertinent because I've remembered it now, and we've talked about that rage I've got. Mm -hmm. About 10 months, well, about 9 or 10 years ago, when I first got to my new unit, I was very, very wet behind the ears, didn't really know, even at 22, didn't really know what I was doing when I got qualified in medical assistance. Anyway, I was copying a load of shit from one of the SACs that was in the med center, and I thought, why is this bastard getting on my back? Fuck off, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't say it to him, but I just thought, what is your problem? And he just stopped dead, and he looked at me, and he went, you're really angry, aren't you? He went, you're a really angry person. 
And I thought, no, I'm just misunderstood. And of course, being brought up around all that violence when I was younger, it's no surprise that I was in that situation at all. But I said, no. And he went, you need anger management issue. You know, you need anger management lessons. So I went, oh, I said, fuck off. Who, who are you? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Up to then, well, up to now, I, you know, you can't feel it bubbling over, but you know it's there. I've never had an opportunity to go nuts yet. I don't mm-hmm. want. I don't want to go nuts. Yeah. So well, that, you're not. You're not going nuts. You know, there are things that need to be addressed and things that are coming up to be healed. But you know what? I didn't dare. I didn't dare want to put my hands on my cards on Saturday night because I felt too black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just felt too black. Yeah. And, and I felt down on Sunday, and and smarting again because I've not had contact. And it's only today that I thought, oh, do you know what? Okay. She'll come to me when she's ready. Well, yeah. and you know, we'll we'll talk. But you know, even you don't even need to access cards. You just have to get to the place where you're surrendering and say, okay, I don't know what in God's name's going on, but just sit with it and ask the angels to bring it up to you, to let it come to the surface and see what really is at the heart of it all. I mean, the first word, the first word I had in my head when you asked me the first time and I pushed it to the back was rejection. Yes. Yes. Have I got it right? Yes. Yeah, it was rejection. And that's fear of rejection, and it has tied into the Tourette's and everything that you've gone in with that. So, you know, and then plus you have this expectation of your mom that she's supposed to be the only one who never rejects you no matter what. Okay. And so you were, and so that's what triggered it. But that wasn't all. You've dealt with that kind of thing before. So there's something else down there that actually used that. I. I actually said, <coughs> mm, look at that. I actually said, I can't understand why I even come out with it. I said, come out. I said, all right. So she's meant to love me and miss me and want to get down here and see me all the time. I'm not seeing her in three months. I went, so why the fuck did she avoid me? No, she, wasn't, she wasn't avoiding you. I know, but she was nine miles away, Chris. It doesn't matter. She wasn't avoiding you. She had things to do that were hers. And she was having her own time and her own fun. Just because that happened to be in your backyard doesn't mean that she was obligated to come see you. No, but I, I was trying to explain that to her, that I didn't feel that way. But she wouldn't let me explain it to her, so I felt silenced. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, and see, that's the other thing you have to let go of, is that if she didn't want to hear it, that's fine. You have to let go of that, too. For you, that was just another part of the rejection. Yeah. Okay. So just, we need to let that go, but there's something down deeper than that. Okay, so, anyway, enough for, you know, the the purpose of all of this is for us to get connected with with God, to get connected with divine spirit, to get connected with our own divine truth and our own center, our core. You know, that part of us that knows exactly who we are, what we're doing here, the part that came into this world, knowing all of that, having it there. And it's all still there. And we just have to reconnect to it because we've been taken away from it because of what the physical plane um, trains us to at this time. 
there is a time coming when we aren't trained away from what we are and what we know and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But that's not here yet. So we're at a place in our evolution where we have to um, remember who we are. We have to be willing to remember who we are. Oh, I'm watching there is this itty bitty baby hummingbird out here outside my window <laughs> on the flowers. You'd think it was, it's almost the size of you'd think it was a big bug, but <laughs> so anyway, you know, this is, this is all what we have to do. It's all about getting reconnected with our soul center, with our soul identity, our soul mission, what we're doing here, you know, getting reacquainted with the fact that love really is the answer to everything. You know, and, and the only thing that we have to realize, though, you know, is, is what love is. What we say, what are we talking about when we say that? But that's for another, another course or another time. Um, all right, so the whole point is that we're supposed to be connecting and, and become that living expression of our authentic self. So... Even though it's daily devotion, and you've noticed this too, you know, when we start doing this on a daily basis, we get in the flow of it. You'll notice that, you know, very quickly how things change and how things become more positive and how the flow of energies and things around you changes. You know? Um, I did it before work last night and I had a great shift. Good. Yeah. Good. Hopefully tomorrow, uh, tonight, you'll have an even better one. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hmm. All right. So uh, it's, it, these, the, everything that we're talking about here, you know, helps you clear uh, in one way or another. For me, you know, it's first thing in the morning because I'm clearing what I call the fears of the night. You know, all the crap that comes to you um, and invades you when you're not consciously able to protect yourself. And, and clear it out. And most of that stuff will come to you through cords of attachment. Well, I had a, um, I've had a bit of a prophetic dream on Saturday night. I dreamt of, um, I dreamt of a bomb going off in the Middle East. And I was, I was reinstated in the Air Force. Uh, and I had my uniform on. And I was out. I was, Cyprus is ringing the bell, but Cyprus is half Turkish and the Turks are Middle East. Uh-huh. And and we were running towards some derelict buildings that were on fire. It was just billowing smoke, so we knew a bomb had gone off. I heard it on the radio in my dream. I saw it on the news. And then I took some... My sister was behind me, actually. Mm-hmm. And I took them all down some steps. There was about five or six of us. And I said, oh, oh come on, back up. Um, I even know the decoration of the walls. Um, I said... I said, we need to get out of here. I just went, why? I said, do you know that dream I had, the bomb dream? I went, yeah, we need to go. And there was an unexploded bomb that had been planted mm. that we um, needed to get the fuck out of there for. And for the first time ever, I felt that my sister accepted my gift or whatever um, because she told everyone to fall back. And then, lo and behold, my friend, one of my other friends in America... He's got Tourette's. He's also a medium. Mm-hmm. He's clairvoyant and he sees dark forces like we do. Uh-huh. Um, and I only knew this yesterday because we got talking. 
he took a picture of a dotted moon and he says this is the foretelling of, you know, he quoted the Bible, you know, the foretelling of, um, of dark things to come and things like that. And I told him about my dream before I'd seen his post about the dotted moon. Uh-huh. He said, fucking hell. And then I heard on the news, well, I saw on Facebook, after a couple of hours of being awake, that we want to go back to war with him. And that bombs have been going off. And, and I've dreamt about it. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He has premonitions as well. Yeah, I hate I hate getting those kind of dreams. I can't do it with it, Chris. I, can't yeah. I know what the building looks like. I know what the internal infrastructure looks like. It was derelict. And all the steps were like navy metal steps, like on a ship. Mm-hmm. It'd go down. And I felt like I was in the hull of the ship because I was going down into water and the water put me off, so I didn't want to go any further because there were two big double doors that led to the very bottom of the building, the hall or wherever. Mm. And encased in that was it was it, it was flooded. Um, but there was a bomb down there and, and the walls. Top half of the wall was yellow and the bottom half of the wall was red. Mm-hmm. And it was like this it was like this rhubarb and custard decoration throughout. Yeah. And we got to the we got to the top of the we got to the top of the platform, I can only say platform because it was like a landing area, it was just like decking and that we'd gone back up to with scaffolding type structure around because it had been blown apart. I said, um, we need to go. I said, there's an unexploded bomb in this building. I said, we need to fuck off right now. Yeah. And I was still in the military and then fuck me, we're sending them in. Well, just, you know, <laughs> some of that, some of that is, is, you know, prophetic and some of that is, you know, window dressing. So just uh-huh. Yeah, I know the bits. I know the bits that were real. That finding that bomb and seeing that, that other one go off, that was real. Yeah. All right. So there are instructions here about how to sit and and get settled. I'm not going to go through these. These are instructions that um, I give generally, and that um, you can read when you get to it. Mm. But and this is I've got an opening prayer here, which is a little different than the Heartlight Temple. This is just for you know anybody that wants to open up to spirit and connect to God. And so this is you know as as we say this prayer, and this might be one that that Matt would like. I don't know. Um, but visualize bright light coming, you know, forming a tube connecting to your crown chakra. And the prayer is. Almighty and most high God, or divine source, great spirit, whatever, um, angels, archangels, ascended masters, guardians, guides, and my higher self. Thank you for your presence here with me today, or us, whatever, you know, if it's for more than one. Thank you for your love, wisdom, energy, guidance, and support throughout this day and night. Thank you for all the gifts of yesterday and today to come, known and unknown, seen and unseen. Thank you for lighting my path and lightening my burdens this day. Amen. So that's just a simple, you know, connection with spirit. All right, so clearing prayers. I do this in in three different steps. And using Arch- Archangel Michael, 
And um, and the other thing, well, we'll get to that in a minute. And so the first part, when I do clearing, Archangel Michael, I now call upon you to remove from me all negative, discordant, and low vibrational entities, spirits, and presences of any kind, their attachments and energies, and place your shield of light around me now. Thank you, beloved Michael, and so it is. Now, if you kind of read this along with me in in your head, um, you'll feel the the protection. It's a pretty strong strong thing. Now, I I can see him around me at the minute. I haven't seen him since we started, but I've just seen him, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. And so what this does is the first step is to remove the entities and get him to shield you from any further interference. Hmm. All right, the second step, is to do the cord cutting and and more. So it says, Beloved Michael, I ask you now to cut from me and cauterize all cords of attachment, past life connections, ancestral and generational attachments. Additionally, I ask that you remove any entity energies and presences from these cords and from their source hosts, which clears energy entity connections coming to you through cords from other people, objects, and places. Thank you, beloved Michael, and so it is. Okay, and there is, and we're going to address that we got, you have something really nasty in your domain, which is what we're going to get to here in a little bit. I've just been, I've just got a pain in my head, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, lastly, Archangel Michael, I call on you now to clear from me all negative, discordant, fearful, toxic, non-serving, low vibrational and entity energies from me. And also to clear from me and my domain any devices, programs, mechanisms, implants, and anything else that has been created in my energy fields by that which does not serve me. Thank you, beloved Michael, and so it is. So there was a lot of stuff hanging around there, too. So for this, you can repeat any of these at any time during the day when you're feeling beset by negativity or fear. Um, you You don't have to go through the whole litany. You can, and I know you're good at this, just say, Michael, please get this crap away from me now. You know, clear me and shield me. What? How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do it too. I get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it out of here, Michael. I tell you, actually, on my Facebook page, take a look. I, up- I uploaded a vlog yesterday about clearing, and I name dropped you. And oh, I've- did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I put that you're teaching me how to deal with these kind of things in the Michael's Minions course. So have a watch and give it a like. Oh, <laughs> well, good. <laughs> And if you want, upload it to your page because it just gets it out there. Yeah. Awesome. If you're happy with it. Yeah. All right. So when you're doing these clearings, um, you know, if you've got, if you have any pets in the in the in the apartment or home or whatever, make sure you clear them too. Yeah. Because these are entities love to attach to animals because they are low vibrational 
and because they have strong connections to us. You know, um, you can cut cords of attachment between you and your pets 300 times a day, and they're going to be right back. Yeah. You know, um, and the same thing happens with our mates. Yeah. You know, you could cut cords until a cows come home from Matt, and it's still, it's going to be right back there because of the connection between you two. And you know, you you've already you've already engaged. You're going to be married, so that connection is growing stronger. And what happens when you get married? The angel Shekinah comes in, and there's actually kind of a blending of your soul. All right. Okay. Where parts of yeah, where there becomes soul attachments. Yeah. And um, that's what they say, you know, become one. Well, you really kind of do in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, which is when you, if and when a person, you know, you, uh, people decide to get divorced, mm-hmm. it really is important to call in and have those soul attachments cleared. Yeah. You know, and the contracts cleared. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is a breakable bond then. Yeah. I know divorce is real, but in the eyes of God, I always wondered if he still considered you married. Well, you know, that's, that goes back to that what God is thing. This is a free will universe. You know, we decide to get married in the physical world and under, you know, religious or spiritual philosophies and beliefs that, in, you know, that have a root in places that don't serve us anymore. Um, And we don't know exactly what the plan is when we do this. You know, for me, I wasn't ever meant to stay married forever. That was my intent. Yeah. You know, my absolute intent. And it's why I let go of my first gift because my, my loyalty and I felt my first, my first duty was to maintain my marriage instead of going on with my business and being successful there. Yeah. Um, so, but that wasn't the case. I was meant to be, you know, he was meant to leave me, or actually I was the one that was meant to tell him to hit the road, but um, I didn't. And so it ended. It was done. It wasn't meant to be forever. And we don't know that when we sign up. We just have to understand that if things do go south, we can't beat ourselves up for it. Because everything that happens is what's meant to happen. And and trying to hang on to something that our soul knows isn't right for us and it's time to end, um, it's just damaging to everybody. So, enough said about that. Um, so, we talk about space clearing next. Clearing, shielding our spaces and even cutting cords from our spaces. Um, you probably don't think of your, your house or your apartment as having cords attached to it. Oh, I do, actually. Yeah. Do you? Good. Because yeah, it's difficult to leave places. So, well, it's not even your cords. It's cords <laughs> from other things attached to it. This, this building, right, was, um, just sorry, just quickly, this building was an old dairy farm, and I didn't know that when I saw... This person <clears throat> who brought to me a child carrying pails of milk. Oh. And this child said, I'm a milk carrier. <laughs> English. English. I would have said I carry pails of milk. 
Right. Anyway, anyway, um, this this Bernie bastard brought him to me, and I was told that this person had acquired six children, and they died from malnourishment and neglect from mm-hmm. that man, and that he was almost, if you like, I want to say the ringmaster, um, but this skinny, scrawny wrench of a kid, bless him, he was only 13, 14 at the push, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was, he was knackered, and I saw him on my first night in the flat. I was singing and dancing, having a bloody party to myself while Matt went and got a takeaway. And this big bastard were in the doorway of the bedroom, and between the bedroom and the corridor that leads into the living room, I feel that that's where the presence is most. Mm-hmm. And I was told it had been cleared, and I don't think... I mean, I don't know if other things have been reintroduced because of what I'm doing with you now and my... You know, my sort of rise in the echelons of spirituality, I don't know if it's brought in other things. Well, you know, people's safe spaces have been cleared. One of the things that you really need to do is, you know, when you move into a new space, have, have Michael clear the energies of all previous inhabitants from that space. Yeah, I wish I'd have had the gumption to do that, Chris. To be honest. <laughs> well, only touch, you know, Michael, <laughs> beloved Michael, please now clear the energies of all previous inhabitants from Vicky's new apartment. And take any lost souls and discarnate entities that are living there into the light, Michael. So be it, and so it is. Thank you, Michael. Was that the nasty one that was there? Real time will tell. Mm. Okay. There's a few. I think there's a few. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I'm talking to Michael sometimes or talking to someone else that's there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So when it comes to clearing, so yeah, that you can do that. And even if, say, you buy used furniture, yes, you need to do the same thing. Yeah. All energies, and actually clear all energies and attachments mm-hmm. from previous owners and inhabitants. Michael, please clear attachments from previous inhabitants of that uh, of Vicky's flat now. Hmm. Okay. So you had a lot of bo- you had a lot of both of those things. So whatever somebody said, this place was cleared. Their version of clearing didn't do the job. Right. Okay. So and that is something that you you need as you get deeper and deeper into the connection with the angels and working with them and partnering with them is that you will learn more and more. There is a lot of Boy, I don't want to say false beliefs out there. I would say misrepresentations of things that people are buying into. Well, do you know what? I had had a medium tell me not long back, back in May, when I stopped working spiritually for a bit because I had this fucking nasty entity in the flat. 
Good. He said to me, how do you clear? And I said, well, I work with Archangel Michael and I told him what I did and he shook his head in disapproval and he went, no. It went, well, a load of bollocks. And so for a time, it shook my confidence in Michael. Yeah, no. Not that I needed to be second-guessing him. But it made me think, what the fuck? But I revert back to Michael because it's who I believe in. And he went, what you need to do is put yourself in an egg. And I thought, I've just told you I fucking do that. But I asked Michael to do it for me. Mm -hmm. And he shook his head and went, no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you know, well, whatever works for you, mate. And that's what I said on this video yesterday. I said, you know, if you see something, for me it means this. For you, it might mean something different. Because somebody tried to tell me that when I see blue and white, like milky blue white, that someone's fucking expecting a baby. I said, no, darling, that's our <laughs> yeah. I said, that's okay. I said, if I'm pregnant, I'm fucking Mary. Yeah, yeah. The blue and blue and white is definitely Michael. And I said, "Fuck off!" I said, "That's Michael," and and it didn't take me, Michael or one or your guardian angel, one yeah. or the other. But it and, it and it only confirmed for me when I spoke to you for the first time that that was Michael because I pretty much got there myself. Actually, mm-hmm. I was. Um, it yeah. was nice to have the confirmation that yeah. And so what, what we're doing on this spiritual path and learning all of this, um, you know, this is your part of this, is to get to that place where you come, you, you're learning to depend on spirit to do these things. Because all of this other garbage that people do and tell you, well, you've got to create this egg or you're clearing chakras, you've got to sit there and you've got to picture your chakras and picture bright red up one down the other, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Maybe your chakra, your root chakra doesn't need red to get in balance. Maybe it's got too much freaking red. Maybe it needs some purple or some green or something in there. Just calm it down. Um, You know, whatever it needs. You don't know that. And it's everything that people do, all of these rituals that they perform is all mired in ego. It's just performing. You just said it. It's just performing. Well, yeah, but it's ego-based. Yeah, yeah, it's like you control, control, being in control. Exactly. And which is what our ego minds are all about. It's whole. I mean, I have seen people do take 45 minutes to do a chakra clearing. No, you know what? Ask Metatron to clear and balance your chakras. It'll take him like anywhere from five to ten minutes max. You know, and it's done. And he knows what needs to be done better than you do. So you can see it. What do you do when when you ask Metatron? How do you bring him in? Do you just say, beloved Archangel Metatron, please come and clear my chakras, or do you ask him to do each one in turn? No, I just come in and I say, Metatron, come now and please, you know, use your beautiful, use your beautiful cube to clear and balance my chakras. Boom. And I can feel it moving down. It, you know, the, his, his cube spins around. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it uh, moving down through from your flesh chakra and everything. I've got a healing session on Thursday, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for a lady that I'm doing. I'm going to ask that. Yeah. That would be quite good. Yeah, and when you get to working with the, you know, I do that as for myself. And, you know, we can do it right now just so you can feel feel what it's like. 
Beloved, beloved angel Metatron, come now to, to Vicki and myself. And please use your beautiful cube of light to clear and balance our chakras. You feel it now at your crown chakra? Open yourself to um, noticing. You might see colors um, instead of feeling. I feel like my eyelids are humming. Mm. I'm feeling it move down through my neck. And what you'll notice is as it moves down, um, you know, like you, it may get to your solar plexus, and when it's at your solar plexus, it's going to trigger things that, that um, are really showing up in other chakras. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, when it gets to my heart chakra, you know, I get stuff in my neck that I feel going on as it gets cleared. I feel a bit like at the moment. A bit sort of dreaming, you know. Mhm. I think it's at my heart now because my heart's pumping. I don't know. Yet. Open my eyes and everything's got a turquoise tinge. Mm. Like I'm looking through sunglasses. Yeah, you got it. it's probably because wherever he is now, I know he's, for me it's down he's down at the root chakra, which is um got some crap that we know about already down there that Actually, I have found some uh, reasons that that was there and done some clearing on that this week. What for yourself? Mm-hmm. Good. God, I feel so spaced out. Okay, he's done. <sighs> Thank you, Mr. John. <laughs> <laughs> See how easy that was? Less than five minutes. How will I know it's done, though? Well, do you feel spaced out? You should feel a lot more relaxed and balanced. Mm. Is that, do you reckon that's how I'll know, then, when I feel a bit dreamy? Because like my head would be lolling around without me controlling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, just allow whatever, allow Metatron to do whatever needs to be done in order to get you back into into shape. 
But yeah. You can ask him to, to let you know when he's done if you're having trouble under you know telling. Eventually your energetic uh sensitivities will get to where you will be able to feel um the the cube actually moving through. I've had it this time I didn't so much, but I've had it where I could literally kind of feel it rotating around me as it went down through. I could feel the energies moving around me. Wow. Yeah. I mean then what's gonna say? Yeah, you know when you say um you know when you do your big and you go, thank you, Michael, but you've left it a while. Mm-hmm. I never know when he's done what he needs to do. Like you say, I just take it as red that it's done. And I'm like, mm, you know. Well, when I do that big and let it out, usually that's spirit telling me it's done. That's it's like a signal that it's done. He's giving you more, more oxygen, isn't it? Cause, well, because you're connected. Well, you know, cutting off the connection saying it's done. Yeah. You know, but you know, do you know when I said, "Oh, I think he's at my heart" because my my chest was thudding. Mm-hmm. Just had an image of him crouching right down and going, "I'm at your neck," you know, like whispering in my ear. Uh-huh. That was right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, just practice it. Um, yeah. Well. And and it's you know and yet but see how easy that is and it that's us stepping out of ego, trusting spirit. And that's what we have to get into. Anybody that is so full of all of these rituals that are ego-driven and mentally driven mm. is not going to get where they intend to go. Yeah. They're not because they're still stuck in mental models of control. We have to learn to surrender to spirit to trust in spirit, to move into that connection with spirit. Eventually, you know, we will get to the place where we don't have to ask Archangel Michael to defend us. We can do it ourselves because we have come into that connection with spirit and into connection to our own power, to the place where we can do that, where we can just say, all right, you paid in the ass, get out of here, and, and they'll be gone. You know, it's just like, and one of the first things is, if you get sensitive enough and if you notice it, immediately something appears that either whether you're seeing it or I'm feeling it that, you know, is not supposed to be there. Um, as soon as you notice it, if you just say, no, get out, before it ever has a chance to really connect with you, you know, it's a lot easier to do that. That's like, well. Get out. Yeah. But the minute they connect with your energies, then it gets a little bit more difficult. You know, we've got it we've got to do something else. All right, so we talk about space clearing and there are umpteen bazillion ways that people will tell you to clear space. And you know what? Everybody finds their own thing. A lot of people will use, you know, crystal grids that they place around their homes or whatever. Um, and other people do, you know, other things. Um, I have a friend of mine who does, every time she has like an event at her home and there's all of these different energies in there, she um, spends sometimes hours, up to two hours, running around, walking around her home into every room of the home with either a drum or a pot, banging on a pot or a drum, telling the spirits to get out of her house. 
Oh my God. And that and she you know, and she's sure that that's what's doing it. There are other people that tried and you know, the well tried, you know, and and traditional method that everybody will tell you is burning sage, smudging with sage. And I'm sorry, but in my experience, you could set a freaking fire of sage in the middle of your living room and have enough smoke filling your house till you're choking to death. (laughs) And that wouldn't get rid of the negative energies and entities that are there. Because it's not the sage, it's your intent. If you just burn it and don't say anything to go with it, that's a bit fucking pointless. Yes. When I went... um, when I went round, the one and only time, it's shocking because I need to do it again, but when I went round and I said, you know, please take anything that don't belong here, send it to the light, blah, 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 my home felt amazing. And it wasn't the stage. It was your intent. You could have just walked around the house holding your arms up to spirit and saying, please take out everything that doesn't belong here. Just going from room to room to room. Yeah. You know, you could have done that and it would have done the same thing. Yeah. Okay, and that's what we need to remember is, again, we're connected to and attached to rituals. Now, are there things, is there a value, say, if we're smudging and the smudging um, that we're used to doing tells us, okay, it's time for this to happen. You know, it it acts as like a trigger for something, Um, whether it's smudging or, you know, anything that we're doing on a spiritual means, like meditation, taking those first three deep breaths. After we've done enough meditating, those first deep breaths tells us, okay, we're getting ready to go into meditation and our body prepares and is ready for that. You know, same thing like if you spray your your pillows and things with lavender um, at night before you go to sleep. Um, yeah, right. So the lavender smell of the lavender will be your signal. It's time to go to sleep. So you know you don't want to. <laughs> if you're doing that, you don't want to spray lavender on your clothes. You know, <laughs> or put it put it in your car deodorizer thing. <laughs> you just don't want to. Because <laughs> it acts as a signal to the to your to your body and to your mind that okay, this is that this is what's going to happen now. So it's all about our intent, and you know the but and also about surrendering to spirit because that is our journey, surrendering to spirit, letting spirit lead the way, and connecting as we surrender to the angels and masters and God we surrender to that guidance, we become more attached to our own inner guidance and spirit, we become more aware of its presence and how it works, and we open to it. That's what the journey is here. We've been living with our lower three chakras for hundreds and even thousands of years, and we need to move up above the heart chakra and start illuminating and using all of those things, the throat chakra and the third eye and the crown chakra, and all that that has available to us. You know, Making our decisions and our choices with divine and spiritual input. Yeah. You know? So that's where that's where all of this is taking taking us. And the best way that I have found 
and easiest way. And some people are like, well, the easy way can't be right. You know, we have to do this just like the guy with it that you were talking to, the medium, about the stupid egg that you got to put yourself in. Um, that I'm sorry, the angels just, it's easy. It, you know, just because it's easy doesn't mean it's wrong. And I've had other people say, well, you know, I feel bad because I'm asking Michael to do it for me all the time instead of doing it myself. Oh, my mum said that, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, just get over yourself. Yeah. I feel guilty, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, it's, that's what he's here for. That's what the angels are here for. They are here for us. You know, and and in the beginning, and it's kind of like training wheels too. They're really good. In the beginning, when we're on our journey, you know, they they will take and they will protect us. And and as we grow in our journey and we become more sensitive and we're supposed to be more spiritually aware, there are things that we don't get protected from. Yeah. You know that we have to realize that are out there. That's part of the learning curve that we go through as we spiral up. You know, in our soul spiral, that gets. That's that's a spiral that starts out way big, you know? We go around in this great big circle learning stuff. And then as we come up, the circle gets tighter and tighter and tighter until it finally comes into alignment with our soul. So when I talk about clearing, I'm using Michael and the Band of Mercy Angels. Every day in ten ten ways to Sunday, you know. I mean, it's gonna. I'm always gonna use Michael and the angels to to help me get my house cleared out. I'm going to. How often do you clear your house? Um, you know, not as often as I should. I do it probably about once a week. But I, you know, if I was really being good about it, um, I would do it every day because it's easy to do. Mm. I just don't get to it. All right, so. When I place my home, when I clear my home, I clear it, and then I also place a shield around it. So sit back, and um, we will ask now, Michael, as we go through this, that both of our homes are cleared. This applies to both of us. And actually, do you have the notes along with you? Yeah, let me just get them on my phone. Come on, keep your shit down. I can't believe it's the fourth lesson, can you? I know. I was thinking that last night. Oh, my God. Four weeks already. Holy big cloud. I know. There's so much to learn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm on the space clearing shielding and cord cutting. Yeah. Right, okay. When clearing my home, I also place a shield around it. That's the, that's where we are. Oh, Sorry. That's okay. Oh, where is that? Oh, I've got you. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you say this first? This, you know, go ahead through this, and if you can read it out, go ahead and do that, and and because I already cleared my home today. Okay. Well, beloved Archangel Michael, I call upon you and your band of mercy angels now, and I ask that you surround this home and above and below to shield and protect it from all that is not of the light or in service to it. Okay, now, the reason we do that first is because as we're getting rid of other stuff, clearing it, we don't want new crap coming in before we've, we've got it all yeah. done, you know, yeah. <laughs> the revolving door. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. 
Now, Michael, I ask that you and your band of mercy angels sweep through this home, side to side, front to back, above and below, removing from it and all objects in it, animal, vegetable, mineral, electronic, all negative low vibrational and demonic entities, as well as all dark and discarnate spirits, dark elementals, and other agents of density now. I ask that you cut all cords from my home and everything in it and remove all negative and entity programming that may exist here as well. Once more, I ask that you sweep through this home side to side, front to back, above to below, removing all negative, fearful, discordant, non-serving, toxic, low vibrational energies from everything in it, animal, vegetable, mineral and electronic. Thank you, beloved Michael and your band of mercy angels. And so it is. Okay, so sit for a minute and feel what all is going on because there's still a lot being done there. Ideally, as you read each of those sections, stop for a moment and let Michael complete and and feel what's going on if you're getting any input about what's there, what's not there and everything. Mm. Well, I just, I've got my eyes closed and I just saw this pinprick of light in my vision but I felt like my head and my hands vibrating very, very subtly. Mm-hmm. It was a whoosh going on, you know, like, um, just like I was being, like I was on a wave plate, do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh, I, yeah. I mean, like that, but very, very subtle, but I knew it was there. Yeah. Okay, so now, once I get done with the clearing part of it, then I'm going to want to shield the house. Can I, can I ask you a very quick question? Sure. I can, I can see something now. I can see a grid. I can see a grid on the back wall of the living room and it's, it looks, do you know how you get check? It, it, they're only horizontal lines and everything is frittering and bubbling. The, the wall is jumping, if you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. the edges of the fridge that's attached to the wall <clears throat> is, is shimmering like, like I see when spirit's building up. Mm. Like all these lines going across the wall, do you know? Do you know what that is? Yeah, that's the angel's protection grid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. It just looks like pinstripe, horizontal pinstripe across the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the, that's the initial protection that, that's been placed. All right, so now we're going to, and I'm at, I didn't write this in here, but I'm going to give you a, 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 another one as well. But, the next thing I do is place a triple ring pass knot around, around the house. Triple ring pass knot is basically, it's a triple layer of divine light that surrounds the home and protects it. Ooh, just got another. <laughs> yeah. And so um, go ahead and read this next section now. Sorry. Okay. You want me to read it or you? Yep, know? you go ahead. Okay. Archangel Michael, I call on you now, and I ask that you place a triple ring past not a sacred, it's a oh, sacred past knot. Sorry. Can I start that again? I go for it. Sorry. Archangel Michael, I call upon you now, and I ask that you place a triple ring past knot as sacred fire and divine protection around this home business space, website, whatever, and above and below, anchored at each corner, above and below, 
by one of your blue lighting angels, lightning angels, to maintain and preserve the presence and integrity of this protection throughout this day. So be it, and so it is. Thank you, beloved Michael. I'm getting my words mixed up there. That's okay. Interesting. So now what do you say? I don't know whether that's real or not. What? I can see white twinkly lights and it, wow, fucking hell. (laughs) 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 I don't know whether this is real or not. You're going to have to, you're going to have to tell me whether this is right. You know how you you get a conical shape? You know how you get one of those conicals that you use in the lab? Uh Uh-huh. And it's like a glass bottle and it it comes out at the bottom. Uh I've got a radiator in the room and I've got this conical shape and it's tall and slim and the size and thickness of it is changing in front of my eyes. That is on the wall in the centre, well, just right at the centre of the wall and there's all white twinkly and orange twinkly lights at the base and floating around and it just seems like it's it, it seems like a very crude image of a body of an angel, <clears throat> you understand? You know, like you draw, you draw a triangle, mm-hmm. and then you put wings on it. Right. It's very, very crudely. It's a triangle, but, I, but it doesn't quite meet at the top. I don't know whether that's real. It's a vortex of light. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, it's a thick of the base. is thick, mm-hmm. like it's touching ground. Mm-hmm. And I can see twinkles spinning up into the centre of it. It's quite incredible. Awesome. Oh, there's there's loads going on there. Because it's (laughs) what I've seen the grid on as well. Yeah, now the other thing that I do um, is, I think I've told you about the, you know, Michael showed me the platinum crystal grid. Yes. Okay. I will then call upon Michael, and I haven't written this down, but I ask, uh, and I will call upon actually my higher self because it's me doing this. I don't even ask Michael to do this. Um, is I place a and, and we'll do this, and I'll intend that this is going to be in your home because it's already up in mine. Um, beloved um, higher self, Zicky's higher self, Heavenly Father, I intend now that there is that I am placing a triangular platinum crystal net oh my god of the of the most of the highest possible intensity sparkling silvery and brilliant on the exterior or the interior perimeter walls windows doors ceilings and floors of Vicky's apartment now through which everything coming into her flat and through the walls has to be filtered, and I intend that this triangular net is of the finest possible construction and shall remain there throughout the day. So be it in God's holy name, and so it is. Oh, God, I can... Oh, do you know when I asked you if that was real or not? I can see... I can see angels at the side now. They're, stop, they're just... They're looking at me. <laughs> But this column is just going through the ceiling. Oh my fucking god! There's so many sparkles and twinkles around. It's 
I can I see that with my physical eyes? <laughs> I just, do you know, some days, Chris, I just think, why, why did they pick me? <laughs> I mean, do you ever feel like you're really special some days? Um, you know, yeah, I had that for a while, but Michael and all his entity work kind of blew that out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It was more like, why me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, you're not what you're saying. I'm fucking right there with you, I think, at the minute. Well, not not as um, not as shit as you, by the way, but I'm yeah. sure. I spent, spent all my life being the last one picked for teams, and then I get picked for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so you see the effectiveness of doing this. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Uh-huh. I feel so reassured that they've allowed me to see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could see it, but I can just feel when it's when it's clear or not. Okay. I don't know whether that's better or not. I just think, wow, just so neat. Do you know what? Uh-huh. If you weren't you and my mum wasn't my mum, no one else would believe me. <laughs> no one has to. Sorry? Uh, no one has to believe you. <laughs> I know. It's just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, the thing you need to do, though, is you need to make sure that, you know, you are shielded when you leave the house because you're going to get used to having this clarity in your home. Mm-hmm. And And so when you go outside the home, what's out there is going to feel that much worse. So make sure that you're shielded before you go out. All right. And so one of the things that you need to understand with this triple ring pass knot and the clearings of the home, one, they can also be used on businesses and websites. So you can go through the same clearing, just asking Michael to do so your website on your Facebook pages. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the triple ring pass knot has a maximum lifespan of about 18 hours, which is actually a little longer than most clearings and shieldings. That's about eight hours, is it not? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yes. really. I always make sure. Ten, to, ten if you can stretch it, but usually eight is about it. Yeah, because my shift's ten, ten and a half hours, and I always say to Michael, get me from door to door when you protect me. Yeah. Oh to protect me up until my head hits the pillow because before my head hits the pillow I'll be in the shower clearing. Yeah. You know, so. so yeah, so you got about eighteen hours and because you know, one we have the energies of all of this transformation and going on and on the planet and with us, but more even than that is all of the EMF frequencies. <clears throat> yeah. That we're constantly exposed to, and here's another here's another protection that you can ask Michael for, um, and just ask him. And I'll do this for you now, beloved Archangel Michael. I call on you to shield Vicky from all ill and non-serving effects of the EMF and Wi-Fi radiation and electronic energies that she is exposed to now and throughout her day. There. And what we'll find out is 
EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, is, is the main source of communication that we have with spirit. Yeah, they contact us through so many means. And you will also notice, if you, once you, if you get sensitive enough to it in some way, um, if you're looking for it, that when you ask for that shielding, there's going to be a lot of stuff like cords of attachment that go away mm. because yeah. they're carrying frequencies that aren't, you know, very good for you or sometimes entities. You know, you'll be shielded from that because they're also operating through EMF yeah. frequencies. So, you know, that's a good one, good one to do. All right, so sometimes the clearing just fails. It's not that it didn't happen. It's that you'll get done clearing and you'll notice that there's still something there, mm. whether it's for you or a client. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll feel it or see it, however, um, whether it's an entity or whether there's some kind of really nasty energy still coming through. <clears throat> you'll notice that that didn't get cleared. And so there can be a lot of reasons for that. And the first thing is that when that happens, Michael could have cleared it, but when it, you know, when it doesn't get cleared, it's a learning experience. Sometimes, like, if I have a healing session with somebody mm-hmm. and I do the clearings at the beginning, get rid of all of the entities, and then... At some point during the healing session, there will be an entity there. Mm. Okay? That entity was not cleared because we needed to see it. Yeah. Needed to understand what it was attached to, why it was there, and what it had been affecting. You know? So there's always a reason for this stuff Mm. when we are, you know, when we're looking in in that place of doing healings and and, you know, whether it's for ourselves or other people, when something doesn't get cleared out, that's time for us to put on our Sherlock Holmes hat and, and start digging deeper and saying, okay, what's going on here? Um, so one of the reasons can be renewed or new cords of attachment. Like I said earlier, we're constantly redoing cords of attachment. Mm. You know, we just have our minds and, and our our hearts and other parts of us and, you know, uh, uh, you know these subroutines running in our subconscious mind that we don't even know are there are automatically creating these attachments. So this could be one of, one of those things. Um, and, and if you determine that there is, it is an attachment that's bringing this um, to a person, which could also be, you know, um, to an animal, it could also be an uh, attachment to an object. Yes. You know, because entities will, uh, and also they love to attach to objects and then use that as a springboard to attach to us. Mm-hmm. Crystals especially are other objects that we tend to be close to or around or, or um, aligned with in some way. I've asked actually this morning. I asked for all my crystals, metal objects, and electronics to be cleared and purified. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. So you know, once you once you determine, just go ahead and ask Michael to cut the cords and clear just like uh, above with the you know, getting rid of any entity presences that may be there, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That one's easy. Okay. One of the worst attachments that we have 
is to our phones and PCs. Believe it or not, we have cords, we have major cords of attachment to our phones and to our laptops and PCs. And a lot of those cords are psychic cords because of the way that we're receiving the information. Um, and they will come to us through our third eye or even through our, our frontal lobe. And all of these electronic devices, especially anything that is connected to the Internet in any way, is loaded with garbage. Loaded with negative energies, loaded with negative entities, and all kinds of other nasty stuff coming through. And you know what happened? One of the I, things that I've noticed <clears throat> is periodically I will go doing research and things, and I will come across a page looking, you know, for pages for people that are dealing with entities, you know, getting rid of entities and clearing and all that stuff. Yeah. Those pages are loaded with them. Mm -hmm. And I think it has to do with the fact that the people that come to those sites already have issues, so they're going to come away from those sites with more of them. Yeah. You know, it just loaded. And Facebook is loaded. Do you know what I see when I look at certain things? <clears throat> I, had, um, I had somebody's name pop into my head the other night. Mm-hmm. And this friend um, is a friend of my sister's. And she hung herself when she was 21. And my sister's now 30, 34. Uh-huh. She had two small babies and she was mentally ill. And her name was Wendy Holmes Parker. Uh-huh. So I didn't know that Wendy had hung herself or just because I Jody she finds it too painful to talk about and she would feel like I'd betrayed her by asking her even, do you know what I mean? It's a bit yeah. Weird. But um so I didn't know Wendy had hung herself and I thought, Why have you talk why are you why do I'm not thinking of Wendy's name? Uh-huh. Is Wendy talking to me? So I had this image in my head. I went to bed and I, I tried to find out what Wendy looks like. I still don't know what she looks like. I forgot because I was, I was younger than I, Jodie. And it was I, Jodie's friend at school. Mm-hmm. I had this image in my head. I, I had this scenario going on that I was working platform and I was bringing Wendy through. And I was, it weren't, it weren't ego because I, I think Wendy was stood at the side of my bed. I think she was reaching out because, that's what I saw, um, and I actually sort of, I was bringing, I was bringing us through in this rambling scenario, and I was, you know, telling our Joda and telling her children that, you know, mommy loves you, you know, you know, and then I, I can't quite remember what I dreamt because it was the same dream as the bomb, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I dreamt, or the night before the bomb, I think it was Friday night, that I dreamt about children and telling them you know that they were loved do you know what i mean uh-huh and then i just envisaged her like while i was still awake while i was reading my prayer and saying it in my head where well, i should have been saying it out loud um i just had this image of wendy stood outside my bed i just felt that she was trying to talk to me mm-hmm. i don't i don't know why it's not her anniversary coming up you know the anniversary of her death i don't know if it's her birthday I just felt the need to research her on the internet. And I, yeah. come, I come up with it, and I couldn't believe it. I didn't know she was 21. She locked the kids in another room, so they didn't find her. Oh, wow. 
and you know she knew bless her she knew that the effects the ramifications of her death what it would have on her kids if they found her mm. so she made sure they were secured in another room but why why did that come out of thin air yeah you know? I have no I have no idea no I just thought I'd just share do you know what I mean it's that wrong you know talking about Facebook like Facebook pages and internet pages and things right. like that yeah, that's what creeps me out sometimes is, is like, Facebook pages and LinkedIn profiles for people that I know have died. Yeah. They're yeah. there forever. Yeah, they're just, you know, unless they're shut down, they can't be shut down, you know. Right, right. It's like, hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go when I you know it, it, when I get to the point I'm gonna start I'm gonna put together a list of, of my sites and and passwords so that if anything happens to yeah. me my kids can go on and shut them down. Will you know put it in your will? It's yeah. Something. So anyway, with all of these electronics and the garbage that comes through them, um, you know we're really we're really susceptible to that, and it's another thing where we're, we're forming an attachment to it. Uh, every time we use it. So again, you know, cut the cords, clear the devices, and an, another step to use with electronics, because this is stuff that's coming through these electronics. We have it in our home, it's coming through the wiring, coming through the Internet connections, and it's coming into our home this way. Mm. So what I asked Michael to do is I asked him to clear the energies of the devices but I also asked him to put cloaking shields around them. And I thought you just said, Michael, please, you know, place cloaking shields around all of these electronics. Mm-hmm. And because the cloaking shield keeps the, keeps the crap coming from them out into the house and to us. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't keep it from us if we're, you know, attaching to it again. But it will keep the general crap from coming up and out and through. All right. So, and and a lot of the stuff that comes through, you know, these electronic devices can be kind of nasty. Now, there can be also personal wounds that are being triggered by something, by our use of the electronics or something else. You know, for me, every time I get on Facebook, I wind up with um, that fear of rejection slash connection kicking in, yeah. you know, that I've got to deal with and say, okay, look, let's release this again. Um, and, you know, for other people, there can be other things, whether it's Facebook, whether it's other electronic stuff, whether it's just something going on in their lives, that there is something triggering a fear that's creating this nasty energy mm. or inviting McNasties in. McNasties also can get through the triple ring pass knot if we're inviting them in. Oh yeah. So it's really important to keep our own energies clear as much as absolutely possible. How often do you say that you would clear in a day? Would you do it every single time you've been on the internet? Because I'm addicted to my bloody phone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, I won't be able to order comments. Well, you know, I would, I would just, you know, just give yourself a self-check and ask Michael to cut any cords of attachment. Yeah. Hmm. It's quite worrying because... You know, if we've got a day off or we've got some time to spend, I'll just sit and be on the bloody internet. It's a bit sad, really. 
Yeah, well, just, you know, like I said, just, just one, shield, make sure you're shielded, and two, you know, get get Michael to cut cords anytime that, you know, you feel that there's something that just doesn't feel right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've got to the place where I kind of have the advantage slash disadvantage of being able to feel all of this stuff. You know, so I know it's there. But... Um, you know, on the other hand, I have had a couple of times where um, I have gotten kind of bombarded by a couple of things that have lowered my vibrational sensitivities to where I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing okay. And when I go to ask Michael to clear my energies, I'm like, holy God, what is all of this stuff? Yeah. You know, Um so when you know when that happens, I'm kind of glad when I when I can feel it all again. <laughs> yeah, but it, it lets you know exactly where you stand, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get back into that place where most people, you know, uh, are in every day, where all of this crap is bombarding them, and they have no no notion of it because they're vibrationally numb to it. You know, their own vibration matches it, so they don't feel the difference. Yeah. No. Okay. So another thing that can, uh, other things that can influence this and cause there to be these um, energies or entities hanging on is you can have past life agreements or contracts that need to be released and erased. Uh, You could have curses or hexes or spells or psychic attacks, soul connections, parallel lifelines, ancestral trauma, or generational patterns and beliefs. No, that all. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> and you see, this is these are things that most people have no clue about. And are spells and hexes real? Hell yes. You know, when you think about, especially in the ancestral and you know ancestral and past life stuff. Okay, think about our ancestry. Go back to the Druids and the Celts, and you go back to any other. Place, you know, the, 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 there are all of these things and the rituals that people use to place dark intent upon others. Yeah. So we those have, things are there. We could have perpetrated that without even being aware. Right. And sometimes it's, it's just um, they may not even, you know, like I've had this happen, um, be under, well, a psychic attack. And or you know, and a psychic attack can be unintentional. Yeah. Like say you have it, you being enraged to your mom, and you probably ought to clear that too. Um, is you being enraged to your mom and being angry? I know. I've already got there. Is sending her psychic attack? Is basically you're attacking her psychically as well. And I don't want to do that. Right. So you need to ask Michael to clear all of that stuff. And the minute you do something like that, when you have energies that are that strong and that negative, you also, you know, there's, there can be, uh, that can draw in McNasties as well. Mm. Okay. So how do I do that? You just, just ask Michael to clear any, any, any results and cancel any results of the anger that you directed toward your mom. Okay, I'll do that now then. Yeah, you know, clear the energies and results of the anger you directed toward your mom. Beloved, I'll keep it back and I ask that you come to me now. And I ask that you clear and cut and cauterize the results 
of any actions of anger that I expressed in, in aim towards my mum on Saturday, and I ask that you cancel this immediately. Thank you, beloved one, and so it is. Whew. There you go. I might have a massive blue orb in my eyes then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Straight away. Good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, and that can happen when other people do, you know, we don't even have to be present. You know, you were present with your mom. She was present. But, you know, if somebody gets pissed off at me, yells and shouts and screams because of something that I did that they thought wasn't right, et cetera, et cetera, that energy's coming to me. Yeah. You know, the other thing that, that can hinder us, and we'll talk about this more next week as well, is the um, judgments that people lay upon us, mm. especially judgments that are aligned with beliefs that we already have. Yeah, because I... Makes it that much stronger. I don't know about you, Chris, but I just have to look at somebody and I know what they're thinking. I know what they're... I am not trying to say I'm a bloody soothsayer of doom and beyond, but I um, I do have a good idea of when someone is sitting in judgment of me because I can see it in waves. They don't need to speak. Yeah. And, because you know, just, just add, you know, just say, thank, because one of the things that that comes to you, it comes to you because it resonates with your beliefs. Mm. Okay. So you need to basically, when you sense that, to say a little... Thank you, you know, thank you, higher self. Thank you, angels, for bringing this to my attention. Help me to release my resonance with these energies, you know, because you're resonating with. You wouldn't feel it if you weren't resonating with it, okay? Yeah. Part of your own self-love and that whole rejection thing that's going on. That's a deep thing in you. Yeah. Okay. So in addition to all these other things, there can be programs and devices placed in your biofield that override clearing and protection. Like we talked about last week, some of these entities will place programs in your, in your energy fields that will act as permissions, broadcasting energies and frequencies that open the door to have them come in. So that's also part of, you know, the, the possibilities that are existing when, when things don't get cleared. Um, and then lastly, there could be an alien or ET attachment causing interference. And these are really nasty, and they're going to get separate treatment next week. Can I, can I explain something to you? Sure. You know, when I was younger, um, and I still... I still hold true to this to this day. I believe that I saw a UFO and I lost two hours of my life um, looking out the window and it felt like 10 minutes and I looked at the clock and it was two hours and I saw this craft hover above the house over the road and the dog was going crazy. It then moved over to the other house and the dog stopped and I had this image of them being inside the house and placating the dog. And then it went over the top of the house again and it was going fucking nuts. And then it flipped up to its, it flipped up vertical and it looked like a diamond and then it fucked off. Mm-hmm. But, but you know what it did? 
I didn't see it with my physical eyes, but while I was looking out the window, I had this whole separate film going on in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. It came up to the ledge of the window, and it looked right at me. It, it came up to the windowsill and studied me, and I lost two hours of the night. And I ran into my mum and dad's room screaming, and I didn't run into my mum and dad's room at that age because of my dad being such a bastard. Mm. Shipped my dad up, and I wrote it all down for my science school teacher. And do you know what, Chris? He believed me. Mm. My mum and dad believed me, but he believed me because he said, fucking hell, Ricky, this is, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. I, don't what, I don't know whatever happened with what I've given him, but I do believe... I was, um, I do believe I was visited. Mm-hmm. My sister never woke up and she's a light sleeper mm-hmm. back then. She, she didn't wake up once. But I was frozen to mm-hmm. the window, frozen solid. Yeah, I, I had an experience when I was about four years old. We lived in a place called Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. We had moved there. It was a log cabin that we lived in. Um, we moved there for the summer um, and my sister and I slept out on, on the front porch. It was a closed-in front porch. <clears throat> and she was two years younger than I was. And I had a dream one night. I still remember. This is how vivid it was. Mm. Um, I had a dream. I reported this to my mom the next morning, and she thought I was just a mad, you know, it was just like a yeah, crazy dream. But I remember it as being that vivid and that real that I reported to my mom, and I could still see the picture of our, our little old refrigerator um, at that point. Um, I reported to my mom that these little men had come and put my sister in a bottle. Oh, my God. What's a pickle? So I am, well, you know, I can only assume that was how I, I interpreted it to her because I didn't know what else to say, but I think they were taking, you know, samples. Right, right, and and putting them in tubes and things, and that's, you know, my interpretation of it. I was, you know, that was, it it came to me as a dream, so I was aware of it at some level. Yeah, but imagine if you was dreaming in real time. Yeah. You were asleep and and they were there. Right. Because of everything that you have become, everything that you have owned in your life up to now, you can't tell me that that didn't happen. I I believe it. I believe it because I'm talking to you and I know what you are, what you stand for. Yeah, it just is. Uh, and, and yeah, and but there was another dream too, and I still haven't gotten to the bottom of this one for sure. Um, is that? Uh, and it could be basically the same kind of thing. I had a dream that one night while we were sleeping out on that out on that porch, and of course there it was a closed-in porch, um, and it was walls like halfway up and and screened in big screened-in windows. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> something doesn't want me to tell the story. Exactly. Carry on. <laughs> oh, Michael, clear for me whatever is in resistance to this. Thank you. Um, but there was another dream I had, just as vivid, where I dreamt of snakes crawling all over the screens on the outside. 
just covered on on these screens, just snakes everywhere. And the only thing I've been able to come up with is that there was a reptilian connection. You did say to me some time back you felt that you'd been a reptile in a previous incarnation. <clears throat> well, I had, yeah. Yeah, and, and long, long, long ago and, and been one of the reptilian race. Um, imprisoned as a reptilian, that was not fun. But there is that, and then also, you know, being the order of the seraphim angels um, is also, seraphim is a reptilian race. Mm. That's the meaning of the word seraphim. And also, there's a snake on the caduceus that Archangel Raphael comes for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Together. absolutely. So, you know, there are, it's just like anything else, there's, there's the good side and the bad side. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm guessing that I must have been visited by some of the bad side. Mm. You know, at least at least that's what came came to visit us that I interpreted, you know, that in my dream I had snakes all over the all over the screens. We said snakes and that first word in my head was treacherous. No, yeah, I was only four years old. I know, I know, but you know, it didn't matter how old you were, it matters how old your soul is, doesn't it? Yeah. They don't care about your physical age. It's about what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my tech on it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that was that was just one of those experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and so I have had an ET connection. And I've also had ET attachments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're like I said, they're a pain in the ass. They're not fun. Um, I deal with them. They are... They are <clears throat> harder in some ways to clear from. Now, there are people who will tell you, like Anelia Benz, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but um, she claims to be, um, you know, like a star being kind of thing, and she's here to to help us all move forward, et cetera, et cetera. And she claims that um, if you agree to allowing, you know, one of these these, uh, ETs to connect with you, then you're not getting rid of it. It's never go, never going away. And obviously she doesn't work with angels because, you know, they can be sent away. You just have to go through a lot in order to get them out of the way. Yeah. You know, so um, it it takes a little bit, but we'll talk about that next week. Okay, so... And again, we're going to push off the angels until next week because as I got to that part, I thought, you know what? It really makes more sense to do this next week because you're going to need to know who the angels are when we start dealing with things like past lives and ancestral issues and contracts and curses and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, right now it would just be information that you wouldn't know what to do with. Okay. All right. So assignment, practice, practice, practice. My God, we're on time, Chris. What the fuck? I know. Is that awesome or what? Good gal. <laughs> um, well, I actually said I have a, I have a, 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 I don't want to call it ritual after talking about rituals, but it's, it's kind of an incantation or a prayer that I created um, back when I was in the ministry about getting things done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I did that this morning before I started to work. Oh, well done. Yeah, I still came up with resistance, but well, and we still have to get to that before we we leave today. 
All right. So practice, practice, practice. All right. Clear and shield. Clear home. Now start consciously trying to take notice of things that are resistant to clearing in you and in your space. And start looking for the source. Trying to figure out what it is. And you may or may not be able to clear it once you find out what it is. I'm suspecting you will because I don't think Michael's going to give you much of anything that you can't deal with until maybe next Sunday. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Because he'll do that so that you're like saying, wow, this came, I don't know what to do with it. It'll be something we're going to be talking about next week. So, Uh, okay. Yeah, it's just part of that, part of that, uh, preparation for class kind of thing. Well, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to blow up the prayers and I'm going to um, I'm going to laminate them and mm-hmm. stick them on the shower wall away from the hose so they can't get too wet. And I'm going to have them in there so me and Matt can both say them out loud when we're having a shower. And I'm also going to put them um, in a couple of frames um, and put them up so that I can say them in the bedroom or wherever. Or in yeah, the- and I have something I've been meaning to do and haven't gotten to yet, and that is creating a um, a blessing and a clearing page for my website. Yeah, I noticed that, that I would that would be invisible. You know, it wouldn't be on the menu, so nobody could see it, but it would still be there. Yeah. You know, so I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'll just put those clearing clearing prayers and stuff on there yeah. and add a few extra touches. Um, and then it'll be there. Yeah. So that that's a good way to do that too. All right. So um, keep a journal mm. of what's going on with you day to day and how you're feeling and what's coming up, um, and things that you know you're doing clearings and shillings and you know or hey I thought I got rid of this and there it is, um, you know kind of a thing. So you know just just kind of keep a journal of what's going on with all of this because this will be good for you, one, to kind of clarify it in your head because everything that's that's stuck in our heads tends to just flow around and around and around and around and around um, and sometimes magnifies. And then when we put it on paper, we get it out of our head so it isn't flowing around like that. Uh, it isn't stuck in there. And then we can look at it. Um, from a different perspective and get a little bit more clarity on what's going on. Yeah. You know, journaling is great for that. Mm. I'll do my best because I'm working night. When I knock off in the morning, I'm not back into work till Friday night. So, mm. night. so yeah, I'll have a few days to play around. And I'm out and about as well, so it'll give me a chance to use my shielding. And I'm going to do it ahead of going to a friend's house as well because I'm meeting her on Wednesday and I'm going to ask that the place is shielded prior to me visiting. Yeah, that works well. I used to do that when I was teaching cake decorating. I would ask Michael to clear the clear the room and shield it before yeah. I got there so that, um, you know, and, and uh, that would be great. And the other thing is to remember, um, like, I have to remember that to ask when I have company coming over, mm-hmm. like yeah. my son, like my son and, uh, and, daughter-in-law and the grandkids came over on Saturday evening because they were going out. And it wasn't until after they were gone and I'm sitting there that I started feeling a nastiness and I said, crap, I forgot. And 
what I when I have people coming over, I'll, I have to remember to ask Michael to clear and shield their energies before they walk in my door. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everything that comes in with them. So you know, when I'm before I go to my friend's house, do I just say, Archangel Michael, please cauterize all cause of attachment from my friend's home, clear and shield all energies. You don't even need to do the cauterizing of the attachments, you know. That's all you need to do is ask Michael to clear and shield the space and release all entities from it so that it is, you know, that it is comfortable and safe for you to be in. Okay, lovely. Yeah, you know, just just talk to Michael. Cool. You know that. You know, we don't have to, you know, everybody gets so stuck on ceremony and what words do I say? Well, you know, you talk to him and say, hey, Michael, I need this. Yeah, I know. I just want to get it right because sometimes, sometimes I feel if I bastardize one of your prayers and make it my own and tweak it, it doesn't do as good enough job sometimes. Or I do it and it's like I'm just paying the paying the prayer lip service. Mm -hmm. I don't feel as though there's been a change sometimes, or I don't get the shivers. If I get the if I get the shivers, I know I'm on point. If I don't, I'm thinking, hmm. Well, if you don't get the shivers, there may not have been anything there to release or clear. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's okay, so don't don't beat yourself up on that account. Okay, so <laughs> next week again, we're going to get into all of this, the nitty gritty stuff, you know, the deeper stuff, all of the out of the way, off the wall stuff, um, you know, and so all of this, all of this stuff that Michael wants you to learn to be aware of, uh, like you said last week. Geez, you're you're getting to this place at this point in your life. What the heck does this mean for for you going forward? Well, obviously, you really are are needful, and I suspect that the timing for this has a lot to do with your going into the ambulance service. Well, hopefully, Chris, because if I fail again, I am not going anywhere, Doc. Well, like I said, ask Raphael to help you study and ask him to guide you through the test. Raphael and Metatron both. Yeah. Okay? And just open up to that when you go in and and forget about the nerves and everything else and understand that whatever will be, will be. Yeah. Okay? But I I really suspect that this is going to have a lot to do with that um, in some way. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't this this fun? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you take care. I'm not going to keep you too much longer now. Cause we've well, been... there's one more thing we need to deal with, okay? Okay. Um, beloved Archangel Michael, please bring to Vicky's attention the thing that we need to deal with with her today. Help her to see what it is that is um, fostering and triggering these feelings in her that she is not happy with. Aside from the rejection, whatever is triggering that, help her to see this. Are you getting anything? Yeah, but I don't know if I'm... I don't know. I just see this. I've just got the word hate. Um, I've got the word hate, hateful, actually. And I've just got this man circling and glaring at me over his shoulder. Yeah. Just pacing and snarling and looking at me like a piece of shit. 
Yeah, dark spirit. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you right now to ask Michael to get rid of it. Dead clear as well, Chris. I must be getting better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you are you asking him yet? Oh, was I meant? To, sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear you. I didn't know. No, ask 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 Archangel Michael to remove this from you. Sorry, Chris. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Beloved Archangel Michael, I ask that you come to me now. We have band of mercy angels, and I ask that you surround me now in this space above and below and all around. And I ask that you take away this dark spirit that's plaguing me and send it to the light for healing and transmutation. I ask that you delete and cancel any agreement that may be between us and that you send it on and also remove by cutting and cauterizing any attachments to any source host that this dark entity, dark spirit might be bringing in with it. I ask that you do this, beloved Michael, with immediate effect. It is done and so it is. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> my eyelids my eyelids were going like mad when I was saying that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't happy about being sent off, but uh um, Yeah, that was fine. That was beautiful. And what um what I sense is while you were going through this is and, and my little conversation with, with Michael is that this actually came in and attached to you when you found out that you had failed that that test. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all about rejection. Yeah. You know, rejection and uh, powerlessness. What failed the first test or the second test? Well, whichever one you just did this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and and do you know what? I, it was... I actually said that to my, I said, for God's sake, of everything that's gone on, and I've just failed that test, and she couldn't bother to swing around. It, I know it's not my mum's doing, I know. And I don't know how open she'll be to understanding that, actually, I'm not trying to get out of exonerate, I'm not trying to exonerate my actions the other day, but I hope that when we do speak, she understands that it's because I'm filtering this shit during this course, that it's coming up, and that she was just being fiddled like a puppet, like I was. Well, she wasn't being fiddled. I mean, she was, you know, there was a lot of stuff there that that came up and out that was true frustration on your part. Yeah. You know, um, it didn't have to come out in the way that it did. It did. You know, um, so I don't know. It's up to you whether you decide to tell your mom that, you know, there was a negative entity at work here that caused it all. (laughs) Which she may say, like, sure. Um, Yeah. I don't want her to put me down in that way, which again... Right, yeah, I don't want any, you know, sure, what's your excuse next time? You know, that, um, you got to be careful with that. Just just tell her, you look, you, you know, you've been under a lot of stress, you're upset about failing that test. 
um, and it just hits things just hit you the wrong way. That's all. Yeah. You know, because all of that is true. Yeah. And I knew she was doing things for herself, and that, like I said. I tried to say to her, but I didn't get a chance. It wasn't that I was going to hijack her weekend. I just would have, it would have been nice if she'd text me at the very beginning. And, I, and as I said, if you want to swing by, Mum, do it. Well, if you want us to come and meet you, let me know. Well, if you don't, no worries. But thanks for letting me know you're near, because it kind of makes me feel nice that you're near me. Yeah. It, wouldn't have, it was not very nice to be prejudged behind my back. But then she sort of said, because I heard it over a private conversation, because she left that's their message. But then she said to me, well, I'm fucking telling you to your face, Vicky. You would have gone fucking mad. You just have. So it was almost like I wasn't I wasn't pleased that she was using my reaction. As yeah, well, you have to understand, Vic, this thing was also egging her on. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant by... Um, yeah, and so you need to let go of all of it. You need to ask the angels to marry come in and help you release all of this stuff. I'll do that now. You know, because it's, it's done. There's no reason to go rehashing it. You know, it was just something that happened, and you need to move forward from it and just, you know, get get Raphael to help you heal the wounds um, and, and work on it. Now, these are deep wounds for you, so it's not like you're going to say, Raphael, you know, come help me, you know, heal these wounds for me. Um, his version of healing the wounds may be bringing up to you all of the places where they're where you're getting triggered. Yeah. You know, so just understand that when you go to healing this, because there are probably umpteen different opportunities during every day when this, you know, fear of rejection and and judgment and all that kind of stuff comes up that you're not really paying attention to but it's still adding fuel to the fire so you know you need to get into a place of detachment from it and an on shell can help you with that too the angel of grace you know all right my dear all right darling thank you very much you have a wonderful evening and we will talk to you next week all right then darling you take care thank you chris you're quite welcome love you yeah love you too Bye. 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 Thank you, angels, getting us through.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.